Hello folks, welcome back to Forest Ghost Coast to Coast. My name is Brian Salvatore and I'll be your host through this final episode of the podcast for now. This is episode 7, The Hope Awakens. So, I think I finally understand what people who are obsessed with Shark Week are all about, because this has been Star Wars Week for me. I have watched the Blackened Mantle fan edit. I have watched A New Hope. Mere minutes ago, I just finished watching The Empire Strikes Back. And tomorrow, Wednesday night, I will be watching Return of the Jedi before Thursday, seeing The Force Awakens. This truly feels like the best of all possible weeks. Um, So much of my Star Wars fandom has been relit over the past month or two. And I just can't wait for more Star Wars. Now, this is our final episode for now. And I was hoping that we'd have all of our contributors contribute a little monologue, kind of like they did in the first episode, about what they hope for Star Wars for the future. We weren't able to get everybody, but a good number of our contributors did uh, call in with their monologues. And so we're going to start today with all the way from the continent of Australia, Mr. Mark Tweedale. I think Star Wars is at its best when it feels like a grand myth. You know, it's mythology, it's fantasy, it's not science fiction. And I want to see The Force Awakens return to that. That and I want to see the dark unknown through the series again. Uh, what I love about the original trilogy is you have the Emperor, who's this villain that hangs over the whole trilogy, and he uses just a name for the most part. And when you do meet him, he's this you know hooded figure with you know his face lost in darkness, with this kind of lumpy suggestion of a face. Uh, you have Darth Vader, who's just a mask. You have the stormtroopers and Boba Fett that are just helmets. Um, even the series itself, it's it's set on the frontier. You know, the idea is you can walk out the door and who knows what you'll encounter. Um, that's really cool to me. And and I, I like having that dark on it. I love in uh, Return of the Jedi, Luke having a black glove that kind of, you know, it represents that connection to the darker side of his father as well. You know, like the dark unknown is in him. And having that visual was was really cool. It's one of my favorite visuals in the series. And um, so far, it looks like The Force Awakens is very promising in that regard. The the teasers, you know, they they seem to have to, to be embracing that darkness again um, in a way that retains the mystery. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I had, been, I had been thinking about what I would hope to see for the future of Star Wars as we go into The Force Awakens. And really, at the end of the day, I, I just hope that the good outweighs the bad. I mean, let's face it, for every Empire Strikes Back and Knights of the Old Republic we've had, we've had about three or four Attack of the Clones and Masters of Terras Casse and those stupid Legacy of the Force books. You know, the post- Disney Expanded Universe has been really good for the most part, and I just hope that they continue on that. I hope it becomes more inclusive to people of all races and genders and sexualities. But yeah, at the end of the day, I'm just, I just want it to be good, even if it changes, even if it isn't like the Star Wars of the 70s, and it continues to evolve, as long as it's 
good, then I'm happy. Zach again, and I'm here to, like everyone else, to talk about my hopes and dreams for the future of Star Wars. Um, you know, I don't have, my my biggest hope um, is that it's good. I mean, first of all, I've got to cross that bridge. Um, but, you know, as long as the, the stories are still worthwhile and still worth, worth, you know, watching, listening to, reading, I'm happy. Um, I think my biggest fear is just um, oversaturation. We, it, over the span of 28 years, we got six movies, and we're going to get six movies over the next six years. And that's a little scary. Um, you know, I think, obviously, you, the the obvious comparison to make is to look to the Marvel movies and just see how many of those how many of, of those films that there, there have been and how, you know, for as enjoyable as they are, there's a little bit of a fatigue that, that I think has been beginning to set in. And, and I don't want that for Star Wars. I want that to stay special um, moving forward. So I think my biggest hope is that the, the Star Wars story group at, at Lucas and at Disney will just continue to... Um, keep keep the the core of Star Wars in mind and just remember what makes it special and not take the easy path and just try and milk it for every dollar that it's worth and run it to the ground to the point where the announcement of a new Star Wars film is just blase expected um yeah um aside from that I do have a few small things on on my wish list First of all, Knights of the Old Knights of the Old Republic three, that needs to happen. I know EA and Bioware have to be thinking about that. Come on, guys! Um, and while you're at it, bring back the Rogue Squadron series. Been missing that one, as discussed with Ken Godberson. Um, and let's see. I would love to see a bigger emphasis on Rebels. I would love to see. ABC, Disney, I guess not ABC, that's uh, the Marvel side of things, but Disney play up this kind of synergy we've seen with ABC and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel films, a la the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Captain America crossover. I'd love to see something like that with Rebels and um, Rogue One. Seems like an obvious opportunity there to boost the profile of Rebels, which is very good. Everyone should be watching it. Um, I would like to see a, um, kind of more of a bold approach taken in the, the comic book side of things. I think right now, leading up to Force Awakens, Marvel's played it pretty safe. I would love to see the main Star Wars book, um, maybe jump ahead to either the time between Jedi and Force Awakens or to post Force Awakens and get Stuart Eminem back on art. No offense to Mike Deodato, but um, Eminem's where it's at. And let's see. 
Um, just the expanded universe in general. I want to see more books, more things, but not too many. I like the pace that they've kind of set right now with, you know, one novel every three months or so. I like that. Um, but I would like to see the expanded universe continue to grow until it's close to the the size and scope of what we had previously. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I want good stories and hopefully we'll get that. Thanks. Megalith that is the Star Wars franchise has been steamrolling its way back into the public consciousness for months now. But although we've actually not seen the first of this generation's return to a galaxy far, far away, all the prequels, sequels and spin-offs already being planned into the distant future seem to confirm that Star Wars is definitely here to stay. And in a world full of reboots and reimaginings, reinvigorating Star Wars seems like a pretty safe bet. But more than just from a financial point of view... All of the preamble and pre-release information around this instalment of the series, as well as J.J. Abrams' promises that he's really been listening to what fans want to hear, seem to suggest that there's a real human, geeky, beating heart back at the core of this franchise again. And that's what I'm excited about. See, when A New Hope was first released, it was this pure, straightforward, classic story in almost every sense of the words. Luke Skywalker had updated the hero's journey for a new generation, and George Lucas provided the world with a rich, inventive universe full of colourful characters and iconic settings. Then from those humble beginnings, Star Wars exploded into a franchise that's valued over $30 billion now, raking in the cash through an empire of films, TV shows, computer games and books, and there can be little doubt that, in terms of financial growth, Star Wars is in a galaxy all of its own. But Star Wars also represents something truly unique in popular culture, a unifying presence in society that's almost as ubiquitous as the capital F force itself. The original trilogy is some of the most quoted, parodied and homaged pieces of literature in Western history, and they provided multiple generations with aspirational heroes and terrifying, inspirational foes. Friendships have been forged, moral compasses set, and real-life religions have even been started by the worlds of Luke, Leia, Han and co., People's lives have been changed for the better by these films, and that's something that everyone involved should feel proud of. It's those elements of the Star Wars franchise, simultaneously personal and global, that made the first trilogy such an enduring success. And, in my opinion, it's also the reason that the prequels, for all their glitz and glamour, failed to make a similar impact on society. The lack of a cohesive narrative meant that the prequels feel less like works of art and more like extended adverts for the inevitable toys and spin-off games, there's a complexity and confusion to them that muddles the social, political and personal stories they're trying to deliver, and no amount of fancy lightsabers or CGI beasts can help clear that up. This year saw the reinvigoration of the Mad Max series, and George Miller proved that it's possible to make a sci-fi film that it's a critical and commercial success, a no-holds-barred action thrill ride, and force a socio-political undercurrent that gets people discussing real issues. Star Wars has both the ingrained history and the modern-day clout to tick all those boxes and still deliver a stunning piece of nerd-satisfying cinema. So I guess my main hope for the newest instalments in the franchise is simply that they find the right balance between story and spectacle. I understand that big-budget films are a business investment and that Disney are going to be expecting a return on that investment, but I believe there's so much more to Star Wars than backpacks, lunchboxes and stacks of remote-control BB-8s. I just hope that The Force Awakens shows us something 
a little bit extra. So when it comes to my hopes and dreams for Star Wars in the future, one of them is a little bit too late. Uh, you know, I kind of, as much as I love Star Wars, I'd rather not see Disney overdo it. And it's still still a bit early to say so with the first movie only coming out in days. But it does seem like they're well on their track to for to allow that to happen. Uh, you know, I was on board for a new trilogy and these new independent, you know, independently standing films in between those of the trilogy. You know, that sounded great to me, but it seems like it's going to keep going from there. And, you know, far be it for me to complain about having more and more Star Wars, but at the same time, I feel like there's is such a thing as too much of a good thing in that it's quick for that good thing to become tired. And I trust Disney to not allow that to happen, but we'll see. You know, look at Marvel. I personally, and I'm in the minority, I'll admit, but I'm pretty burnt out on the Marvel movies. I actually haven't seen any since uh, Avengers. But, you know, I, I, I want it to keep on going, but at the same time, I want there to be some level of restraint. I think at, we'll see it die down in a bit and We'll keep on getting more movies, I'm sure, throughout probably the rest of my lifetime. Uh, but hopefully it'll tone down a bit. Uh, beyond that, though, you know, I'd just like to see... We've talked in these podcasts about the expanded universe and everything, and how it's kind of raised to make room for the new. Um, and that's fine. You know, I wasn't as bitter about that as many other people. Um... But I hope to see it continue to grow, this new one that they're doing. I want to see beyond just the movies. I want to see where the novels take it, where the video games take it, where the comics take it. In a sense, we're a comics website. Um, and particularly that last one, actually, despite me throwing it in the last, because I feel Star Wars is very suited for comics. And, you know, I just want to... It, it would be exciting for me because, you know, when... I got into Star Wars, it was pretty, when I, you know, became a huge fan, like into the EU and everything, it was well after um, most major aspects of the expanded universe had developed. And it would be, honestly, pretty exciting to see it develop anew, you know, after seeing what was, going on to see what will be, you know, that's frankly pretty exciting, and if... uh Disney, with the help of Marvel and the help of all their other uh, great writers helping them, can make the new expanded universe into something just as rich and interesting as the parent, as the original. I think Star Wars will be very well. So, what do I hope for for The Force Awakens and Star Wars in general going forward? Um, 
This is Vince again, by the way. Hi, hope you've been enjoying our uh, Star Wars podcasts. Um, so as I mentioned before, I was probably seven or eight when I first saw Star Wars, um, and now I'm 28. So I I always think that you know two decades is a lot of time, and and I can't pretend like when I go see The Force Awakens, like I'm gonna be I'm gonna feel like I'm uncovering it all over again and I'm going to I'm going to be a kid again and and everything's going to be so new and different to me um because I don't think anything will ever feel like that again um and that's okay um I'll still I'll watch the movie I'll I'll greet each new character and new situation with optimism um but ultimately it's a piece of pop culture that I'll end up judging with my critical eye because that's what I do now as an adult. And uh, I've seen so many blockbuster movies now that, you know, the surprise, it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder to surprise me. Um, I can tell you what I hope that Star Wars accomplishes for me and for everybody else um because i'm not a kid anymore uh i do have some hopes that extend to the the kids that are going to be going to the movie theater to see this um first of all i hope the movie is good i hope the force awakens is a good movie um that couldn't be said about the prequels i don't think although they do have their fans. Um, I feel like if The Force Awakens isn't good, then like no reboot, relaunch, remaster, you know, sequel, prequel, squeakquel, um, none of none of them will will ever pull the wool over our eyes again. You know, we've we've been over this so many times. Um, how many things get brought up from our childhoods or you know from a specific decade brought back um and just don't work don't work out anymore or aren't as good as they were back then and it can be for so many different reasons but um but for star wars it's like you know it's it's been a constant thing since then and and some of it was some of it's been good, you know there have been good cartoons and comics um, but some of it's been bad too and and I just hope that I just hope that they've taken the things that that the general public has kind of deemed bad and and tried to throw them out you know and or or fix them in some way um there's a lot there's a lot resting on the shoulders of the For- force awakens um itself you know i i don't think star wars is over necessarily if the force awakens isn't good um we already know it's going to be financially successful but um but star wars will live on no matter what it's just what kind of reputation will it have? And will we reach a point where there's actually more bad Star Wars than good? Because right now I don't think that's the case. I think 
the good outweighs the bad. Um, but anyway, anyway, uh, I, I just, I just hope it's good that, you know, um, secondly, I, I hope it captures the imagination of youth today. Um, like I said before, I, I don't think I, I can, I'm going to go and enjoy this movie as a Star Wars fan and as a fan of science fiction fantasy and, uh, and as a geek, you know, cause that's what I am. But I, it's going to be extremely difficult for me to enjoy it as I enjoyed it as a kid. You know, I'm too cynical now. Um, another thing is that the, the youth of today, they're bombarded with CGI and special effects that they don't even think about. I mean, if they've gone and seen like the Avengers movies or the X-Men movies... Or like Jurassic World or the Planet of the Apes movies. Like none of that stuff. It's all the special effects that they're amazing on their own. But when you realize that that's the status quo now. It's so hard to truly innovate or like make people say wow I think. At least that's what I think. Like I'm finding it harder to go and see a a really well made film that has a bunch of cgi special effects and carnage and destruction at the end and and really feel anything about it because um because it's all done on computers and i've seen it before you know what's going to matter with star wars is that they keep that that emotional core you know like like in a new hope when they're Granted, the special effects aren't great, but at the time, you know, and when they're, like, shooting out TIE fighters uh, and trying to get to the blast core of the Death Star, like, there's there's such a sense of, like, tension, and even when you know what's going to happen, like, I just rewatched A New Hope, and it's so tense, and it's fun, like, when it happens, it feels like they really succeeded, like, the the actors, if nothing else, the actors were good at pretending that they really were flying these starfighters and blowing things up and having a tenseful but exciting time doing it, you know? And that's the difference. It's how people it's how people react to the CGI and the special effects on screen, and it's how it's the emotional sort of impact that these action scenes give us. You know, it's not necessarily the technical prowess anymore. Um, so I hope that, that children who've been stimulated with CGI for the longest time, um, I hope there's something else in there that captures their imaginations. Um, I I don't know if kids are are impressed by special effects anymore. Like, Do they even realize how different things are um but i hope there's adventure i hope the heroes are worth latching onto. that's another big thing these are you know they've been putting these these heroes out in front of us we don't know much about them yet um i hope they turn out to be as captivating as the original heroes were um and i also i, I like that they're already doing this but i want heroes for all different types of people, you know, 
Um, I think there's room for any, you know, any gender, any skin color. Like, let's just, let's have it all, you know? Star Wars can be so many things, and Star Wars can be something for everyone, for many people, and you should, and you could see somebody that you recognize yourself in, in Star Wars, you know? Um, that, that, that's what I hope for. Um... As far as the series going forward, I hope that there's sequels to this, prequels, disconnected anthology tales, TV shows. Um, you could almost make a, a, a... People hate this, but you could make a quote-unquote Marvel-esque cinematic universe out of it. I mean, Star Wars did that before before Marvel was ever around with their the fact that all of their stories were canon, you know, no matter where you where you were. Um, but the general public probably perceives that Marvel did something in a very specific way, you know. My point is that I, I hope the I hope the consistent quality is there, you know. I hope whatever Star Wars does, whether it's a movie, a TV show, um, an animated series, I hope that that they're all given the same sort of attention, the relative attention that they deserve, um, so that we end up with a consistent quality product. Um, but I also hope that there's all kinds of different genres that come out in these. Um, you could imagine a Star Wars horror film, you know? I mean, there's enough scary moments for kids in the first three Star Wars movies, you know, you could make a whole movie out of that. Um weird aliens and um you know situations like like the sarlacc pit or or the the garbage the trash compactor you know um star wars has room for romance comedy um psychological like a psychological thriller um you know the the original trilogy had all of these things on some level, but you could really, you could really make a movie out of any one of them, you know, um, you could make the focus of one movie be more light or comedic, you know, I, I don't know if that would ever happen, but, but it's possible, Star Wars has so many possibilities, you know, and I hope they utilize some of that, I hope not every movie feels like there's some end of the world stakes some some ship that has to destroy a planet or a sun or a galaxy or you know whatever um but i hope that that star wars just feels fun again because the the prequels were kind of a drag um i hope there's big sets on distinctive planets and and the CGI looks good, and they don't throw, like, embarrassing stuff in there. Um, I guess... I guess there there probably will be... I, it's too much to ask that there's not going to be some, like, goofy comedy character for thrown in there for kids. You know, that'll probably happen. And, and you know, some will enjoy it, and some will overlook it. Um... 
I think there will probably be, you know, I don't think The Force Awakens is going to be perfect, but I'm optimistic. Um, I think that there will probably be some things that bug purists, but overall, I, I, I think we're going to get a good movie out of this, you know? Like, I really do. I, I said that I hope it's good. I think it's going to be good, you know? Um... Actually, I don't really think making a sequel to the original trilogy should be all that hard to screw up, you know? I mean, I don't see this movie being super ambitious. I hope I'm wrong about that. But I can't see them failing in the way that the prequels failed, you know? They're coming with a completely unknown story that's completely unknown to us now, you know? So... So, I feel like there's so many ways they can go, and there's there's so many problems that they could easily avoid. You know, there's enough there's enough to draw upon that worked, and there's so much to draw upon that didn't. That to come up with a movie that's not at least good, um, I I feel like that would be hard to do. I think I think it's gonna be good. Um, it's gotta be right. Um, the, the last question I have is, uh, or, you know, I guess it's an answer, but I'm going to answer it with a question. Um, is Star Wars going to endure, is The Force Awakens going to endure down the road the way that the original trilogy has, you know, the way that the prequels have, but kind of with, uh, uh, you know, some baggage. Um, I guess that's something we're going to have to ask our children and our children's children when the time comes. But, uh, but that's the thing about Star Wars that I hope continues to be carried forward. That it endures. That it's a pop culture... It remains a pop culture icon and it throws new icons into the... Um, into the uh, minds of the general public, you know? Like, I hope these new characters stick, and I hope their new iconography that we see, and I hope their iconic lines that we remember, you know? That's what Star Wars was, you know? And I, I hope that's what it still is. I hope it's not... I hope it's not just a nostalgia cash grab for the rest of its life. I hope it creates new exciting moments and exciting characters and lines and and things we're going to remember. And uh and I hope that you know a decade after The Force Awakens, we can all come back and um talk about a future trilogy of Star Wars movies here on Multiversity and reflect back on you know episode seven eight and nine and hopefully we'll have nice things to say about it and hopefully we'll be just as excited for for new movies and shows as we were for this so uh thanks everybody enjoy star wars uh, may the force be with you always
opposed to us uh, having us each wrap up our contribution to this podcast with talking about what our uh, hopes for the future of Star Wars was. I I thought about it, and, you know, I came up with a couple of uh, sort of what I thought obvious uh, things that I hoped uh, hope to see in the immediate or near future. Uh, things like, uh, you know, the re-release of the original trilogy in high definition on home video, be it Blu-ray or, or you know, what, uh, what have you, uh, or something like the release of the... Uh, original Archie Goodwin, Al Williamson, uh, Daily Star Wars strips in a in their original format. Um, as I've been advocating, uh, anytime I'm near a microphone for like the last couple of years, and I'm sure people are sick about, but I'm going to keep talking about it until they actually do it. And hopefully, IDW's ready to pull the trigger on that. But it, it, but beyond that, I don't really have any specific sort of things that I'm looking for, like. You know, bringing back uh, Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader or any particular character beats that I want to see or characters introduced or or anything like that. What I really want, I guess, or what my hope for the the future of the franchise and Star Wars and all that stuff is just that it's good. You know, I mean, that seems sort of like obvious. It's like, well, of course. You want it to be good. Nobody wants something to suck. Um, but I really just want it to be, I want it to be good. I want it to be positive. Um, and, and not necessarily just the movies, but sort of the whole, you know, the franchise as a whole. And I was thinking back and how uh, it's, I mean, <laughs> so we pontificate about things all the time and we offer our opinions of why this is no good and that's subpar or, or these other things are, are below uh, the standards to which we've uh, sort of uh, developed for, for our entertainment. And I was thinking back earlier this year to when Fury Road came out and how, or actually even, I guess, late last year when we first started seeing trailers for it and you're like, oh, that looks really good. That looks really, really good. And we got into this year, we kept seeing each new trailer. I was like, wow, that keeps getting better and better. And I'm like, oh, that's probably going to let me down. But you know what? At least now uh, I'm enjoying it. And then I saw it and I, you know, I personally, I thought that movie was fantastic. And it energized fandom and people in a way that I hadn't seen in a while. You know, uh, it empowered uh you know, certain sectors that had been, uh, you know, maligned or, 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 um, unappreciated or, or un, you know, uh, the untapped audience or, or what have you. And I don't know if that was an exciting and invigorating just because it was an exciting and invigorating thing or because we don't usually get things like that. Um, but I would like to see that happen again, and on a grander scale. I mean, Mad Max is a known quantity uh, and everything, but it doesn't have the, God, no pun intended, the force <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, of a franchise like, you know, like Star Trek. Like, eh, I'm trying to think of something other than Star Wars. I can't think of it like Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars is a, you know, like it or not, it's a cultural you know, I- institution and 
I would like to see that uh, be as strong and as inclusive um, as possible. So, you know, in the very, very, very short term, I'd like The Force Awakens to be a very... I'd like it to be a fantastic movie. I'd like it to be something that I enjoy and that uh, I can... Uh, I can find myself watching again and again and again. Um, not in a nitpicking type of way that I go back and watch certain movies that I don't necessarily enjoy because I want to pick them apart or, or, or you know, do sort of internal damage control in my head of like what I would do differently or what they should have done or, or you know, for that sort of sharpening the critical, the critical tool. Um, I want. <laughs> I want something I enjoy, you know, and we all do. We all want entertainment that we enjoy. Uh, and on top of that, we want entertainment that we can enjoy. And then that, that we can share that enjoyment with, with other people that enjoyed it. Um, and that we can just have something positive and good to rally around and, you know, energize, uh, the Star Wars fan base, which seems to be a undercurrent or, or seems to be a part of a lot uh, of other types of, you know, geekdom uh, that uh, uh, that we have. So, I mean, yeah, Star Wars is <laughs> it surrounds us. It binds us. It, it sort of, uh, you know, holds the geek universe together. Uh, in in a way that very very few other things do, so so that, so that's my hope uh, for the future of of Star Wars that it's uh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, so hi, my name is Alice W. Castle, and I'm going to be talking about my expectations and hopes for Star Wars The Force Awakens and the Star Wars franchise beyond that. And basically my hopes kind of boil down to, I want a good Star Wars movie. That's kind of really all I want. I don't have these grand expectations of kind of The Force Awakens changing the world or whatever people are talking about these days. I just kind of, it's been so long since we've had a genuinely good, genuinely well-made Star Wars movie. Um, even as much as I like Revenge of the Sith, I can. it's not as good as any of the original trilogy. Okay, maybe it's as good as Return of the Jedi. I don't really like that film much, but that's not the point. It's been over a decade. It's almost been decades even since we got a good, solid, well-made Star Wars movie that actually genuinely enriched the world for it being there that's the thing that I think the prequel trilogies missed was the fact that we could live in a world where the prequel trilogies would never made and I don't think it would make much difference but if we lived in a world where the original trilogy hadn't been made there is such a bereft like loss of talent of just art there and that's the kind of thing that I want to bring back and I have a lot of hopes writing on this film, let's be real. I read like over 10 Star Wars novels in this year in preparation for this film. Okay, maybe not in preparation for this film, but the excitement that it's kind of set in me has led me to reading all of these novels, things like Aftermath, the kind of, all the Journey to the Force Awakens about kind of devouring these novels just to get a hint 
a glimpse of what we might see in this new film, of the world we might see, of how things have changed, because that's the thing that's really important to me looking at The Force Awakens, is you look at the prequel trilogies and it was how things were before the Empire, how things had been and how things changed leading up to what we already know. But when we look at The Force Awakens, like, no one knows what's going to happen. I mean, I guess J.J. Abrams knows, I guess people who work on it, but, like, we as fans don't actually know where this is going. We don't know what this universe has been like for 30 years, and so much can happen in that time, as we've seen. We've, like, the novels have started talking about the New Republic and how that formed after the after the end of the Battle of Endor, but all the promotional material for Force Awakens has been talking about the First Order and the Resistance, and we don't actually know how the New Republic transitioned into the Resistance, if that's an offshoot, or if the New Republic turned into the First Order and it got corrupted again by some Sith Lord. I don't know, that, that may be a bit too on the nose, but we don't know where these factions came from. We don't know anything about Kylo Ren or where the Knights of Ren came from. We don't even know, you know, Andy Serkis's character, Supreme Leader Snoke, is meant to be this huge leader and we haven't seen him yet. That's the kind of thing that I think has been really well put together with the film is kind of getting this excitement from not knowing, from going into the cinema and actually being told a story without knowing everything beforehand. And that's what's got me so excited is, you know, hashtag where's Luke, you know? Like, the character that no one really cared for in the original trilogy, apart from kind of me and a handful of others, I guess, I... I never really thought of Luke as a character that would spark this kind of fan debate until they didn't know where he was, until they didn't know where his story was going. And that's really fascinating to me to see this kind of community, like, togetherness spark from the fact that J.J. Abrams is like, no, no, you, you don't get to see everything until you go see the movie. And it's just this kind of, community outpouring of what's going to happen, where are our favourite characters, what's this universe like now, and you know, seeing the new cast come in, you know, Daisy Ridley hashtag Ray confirmed, I'm pushing it she's a Skywalker, I'm convinced if she's not, I will be very surprised, you know, John Boyega who's had a massive career spike going from Attack the Block to Star Wars, is amazing you know, you're getting to see the kind of the older characters come back, but in a way that feels like a natural continuation of where they left off with the Return of the Jedi and the fact that we've got two more episodes after this for this trilogy, which I mean, like, we don't know what's happening in Force Awakens. No one knows where that's going to go in episode nine. We've got years to go for that. And seeing, you know, my favourite aspect of that is the fact that Ryan Johnson's going to be writing episodes 8 and 9 and directing episode 8. I think that's a fantastic choice. I really love his films and I can't wait to see what he brings to the universe and to these characters, especially if the rumours are true and episode 8 is going to focus much more on Luke Skywalker himself. Because, you know, Luke Skywalker's my favourite Star Wars character and all of that. And then you've got the anthology films, which I think are an amazing idea, where you've got 
Rogue One coming out next year, which is looking to be fantastic. You're getting Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards? Yeah. I'm not going to look that up. I'm just going to take it on the fact that that's, that's the name that came to my mind. That's who's directing it from now on. You've got this idea of taking a Star Wars film and making it an actual war film. Kind of going into the nitty gritty of what the rebellion and what these rebel soldiers actually went through in their fight with the Empire. Because as kind of dark as things like the Battle of Hoth kind of got, that was a really dire situation for them. Because it's a PG movie, you couldn't really get into the kind of really darker aspects of what that was like. And I think getting the teaser that they showed at Celebration kind of really stood out to me as this really stark, really kind of sombre war film that's going to be really, I think, going to be a really interesting watch of how, kind of, even though we know, kind of, the Death Star fans get stolen, Leia gets them, the Death Star blows up, but the the threats and the challenges this band faces in getting those it's going to be really interesting to watch especially if they're able to bring there was rumors they were trying to like digitally recreate Tarkin they were trying to bring Darth Vader into it I think that could be fantastic the young Han Solo film I'm kind of nah I guess depending on who they get for a young Han Solo it could be interesting but I'm kind of wishy-washy on that the anthology film I really want to see is a Ben Kenobi film set between episodes three and four get Ewan McGregor in on that like make it happen Disney I will write it for you if you want please make it happen but yeah I think Star Wars is in a very promising place right now and I think even if Force Awakens doesn't live up to the hype which fingers crossed knock on wood and all of that even if it doesn't live up to the hype because the hype is enormous I don't know if it's ever going to really truly live up to the hype unless it's like 10 out of 10 perfect film like, we can stop making films for the rest of time now, kind of thing. I think the new canon, the new novels, the new uh, comics, hopefully new video games that aren't just Battlefront, you know? I want more story-related games, but I think even Rebels, I think the TV shows, all of this kind of thing has left Star Wars in such a strong position that even if Force Awakens stumbles a little it's not going to kill it again. We're not going to get that kind of lull after Phantom Menace where everyone was super excited for Star Wars and then Phantom Menace comes out and everyone goes, oh, was was that really? That was that was our big return to Star Wars? Was, okay, I guess. You know, that kind of reaction. I think the novels that we're getting, the comics that we're getting, the TV shows we're getting are still going to leave the franchise in a really strong position that sure maybe we get a 6 out of 10 film with Force Awakens and everybody kind of goes that maybe wasn't as good as we hoped it would be I think kind of going into episode 8 episode 9 the anthology films is kind of keeping the content rolling more than just the three films of the prequel trilogy and kind of nothing else in that era are going to leave it in a very strong position going forward kind of regardless of what happens and I really hope I really hope film is good I, I i really do hope the film is good but i think they've left themselves in a safe position even if it isn't
Hi, I'm Matt Garcia. Uh, I'm having a difficult time thinking about what I want to see out of Star Wars going forward. The Force Awakens hasn't even come out yet as I'm recording this, so it's kind of difficult to really grab on to what Disney and Lucasfilm are doing with the universe at the moment. Um, I would guess at the baseline I would love to see more diverse characters, especially human characters. Some major gay characters or whatever would be really nice. Uh, mostly I don't want to see Star Wars become like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where only a few gems appear amidst a mess of, like, kind of bland and broad and basic storytelling. <laughs> I mean, the galaxy is a big, big place, and I think there's a lot of room for stuff to happen that doesn't necessarily have to tie together all the time. And I think limiting it to, like, all these apocalyptic or cataclysmic events kind of ex- exhaust quickly the kind of things that you can do. And I think there was a reason that the extended universe, the previous extended universe, had such a huge following. Um, Take, for instance, well, I guess my favorite piece of Star Wars ancillary media right now is the campaign podcast from OneShot. It's entirely unofficial, um, but it's this playthrough campaign from the Edge of the Empire RPG, and it's probably one of my all-time favorite podcasts. I'm not saying to make it canon or anything, but I'm just using this as an example because Cat uh, Cool and James D'Amato have created their like own story that's ridiculously entertaining with their own voice, but it's still super respectful of the source material. Um, more of that kind of stuff would be nice. On the comic side of things, Star Wars could has the opportunity, I think, um, to become kind of like the Adventure Time comic, or like the DC anthology things like Legends of the Dark Knight or Sensation, or even I think Dark Horse had one with that uh, Tales uh, series, where all these artists and writers and cartoonists of different styles or genres uh, could have a chance to come together, or could have a chance to actually like make a story in the galaxy far, far away. Actually, now that I think about it, I think one of the things that they're most lacking, and what I would really love to see going forward, is a kids comic, or an all-ages comic. Um, from Star Wars. I mean, the movie was created originally because George Lucas saw that this specific audience didn't have anything that was for them in theaters at all times. And now we have this phenomenon. Um, but just... Not everything has to be tied to the Skywalkers, I think. And having just a wider breadth of stories and styles and even genres throughout this would be something that would be really fun to see, I think. When this all started, I talked about how my father had presumably rented The Return of the Jedi for me to watch with him. I don't know if I watched other films before then. I don't know, and he doesn't remember... So my earliest Star Wars memories are kind of a blur. And that's sort of perfect, because it makes Star Wars a part of my life that has no real beginning, middle, or end. It's just always been there. Well, last night, only for about five minutes or so, my daughter watched the beginning of A New Hope with me. And she laughed at C-3PO. She was scared of Darth Vader. It was perfect. I don't think she's quite ready to watch them yet. I know some of my friends have kids around the same age as my daughter, and they've shown them Star Wars already, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's not the right moment for, for her to see it. My goal is that maybe by the time Episode 8 comes out, she'll be ready for it. And maybe by the time Episode 9 comes out, my unyet 
my my child that hasn't been born yet that's coming on or around Leap Day 2016 will be old enough to watch uh, Episode 9, whatever that film will be called. Um, my hopes for Star Wars for the future are that I am able to continue to share it with my kids. I know that sounds so cheesy and so predictable, but there are so many things that I love that I know my kids aren't going to. You know, uh, I've grown over time to love a lot of the same music my parents love, but there's still stuff they dig that I will never, ever get on, get on board with. And I listen to some weird music, so I'm sure my kids are not going to be on board with that. Um, you know, there's lots of movies that seem great because of the time in which they're made and the time in which you see them, but don't really hold up. You know, I remember watching Capricorn 1 with my father, and he's just going on and on about how great this movie is, and I wanted to fall asleep, I was so bored. Now, maybe, maybe I watch it today, I'd have more appreciation for it, but at the time I just, I was utterly dismayed by how dull this movie my father loved was. And so I'm sure there's lots of things that I'll try and introduce my kids to that they won't necessarily be on board with. But I really hope they love Star Wars. And I hope they love Star Wars for a few reasons. I hope they love Star Wars because they're films about hope. And they're films about believing in yourself and believing in your friends and trusting in things greater than you, and attempting to do the impossible and succeeding. You know, I love that stuff. You know, I I, I watched Empire tonight, and there are so many moments in Empire that are just absolutely perfect. The I love you, I know scene, the entire Luke-Vader lightsaber duel is brilliant you know it begins with vader fighting one-handed and at the end he's lunging with both hands it just it's built perfectly there are so many great parts of these films and they're films that really mean a lot to me and as cheesy as this sounds i don't think i'd be the person i am today if i didn't watch star wars when i was a kid and i hope that the films and the tv shows and the comics and the video games and the books and the toys, and everything else we've spent the last few weeks talking about, I hope that all those things influence my kids the way they influenced me. No, I'm going to change that. I have to influence them in their own way. Because it's not fair for me to try and replicate my experience on their behalf. But I hope that they can find the wonder and the joy and the, the awe that comes from Star Wars. For selfish reasons, I hope that we never get more than a Star Wars film a year. I think even that's probably a little bit overkill, but that's probably what we're going to get from here on out. I hope that we get some good TV shows out of it. I really hope we get some more good comics and novels out of it, because aside from the films, those are where I really look forward to exploring my fandom through. You know, I hope that... Star Wars becomes something like Superman, kind of, where, you know, one of the things I always talk about with DC Comics and the DC 3 cast is that my mom knows who Superman is. My mom knows who Batman is. And that means those characters have a certain cultural cachet to them that no matter how great the Vision comic is, I don't know if my mom will ever know or care who the Vision is. But she knows who Superman is. And so, right now... We are getting close to the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. So we are essentially 
the early 70s for Superman comics. That's kind of right when some of the cheesy stories that had plagued the Silver Age, but I absolutely adore and won't have anybody talk bad about. But Superman started becoming more of a mainstream figure again. We got the Super, Superman the film, Superman the, I believe it's actually called Superman the movie or Superman the motion picture. Uh, it's not just called Superman. Why am I dwelling on this? I don't know. We got that in 1979, and from then, I think it was 79. Why am I dwelling on this? Anyway, um, we got that film, and then Superman became not just a comic book character or a TV character or a movie character, but Superman became something that was part of the American fiber, that was part of who we are as a culture. And I think that Star Wars has the ability to become that. It's almost there now. And if The Force Awakens is good, and if Rogue One is good, and if Marvel doesn't fuck up the license, I think we can be there. And I think that I won't have to say to future generations, when I was a kid there was this thing called Star Wars. Because I have never had to say to the teenagers I work with on a day-to-day basis, when I was a kid there was a thing called Superman. Because they know what that is. And my selfish hope is that I never have to explain what Star Wars is to anybody, but they'll know, and they will appreciate it for their own reasons, and I'll appreciate it for mine, and we can find this wonderful commonality that is the Force. Thank you all so much for listening. This has truly been a labor of love for me and for the Multiversity staff. Um, Please continue to email us forceghostc2c at gmail.com please feel free to tweet at us still forceghostc2c and this is really important please call our hotline 973-913-4627 again that's 973-913-4627 we're going to leave the hotline open for a few weeks when you see the force awakens call us as soon as humanly possible afterwards and let's talk about it let's share our hopes revealed let's share our fears revealed Uh, all the things we thought might be happening we're gonna know if they happen or not you know it's not quite 48 hours before i'll be seeing the movie it's about 48 hours and 35 minutes give or take depending on how many trailers are in front of the movie and i hope there's a rogue one trailer that's a whole other story uh you know but we're, we're so close we can taste it now I don't know how I'm going to fall asleep tomorrow night. I mean that sincerely. Um, I feel like a kid on Christmas, which is so weird because I'm a cynical asshole. I'm jaded. I don't know what has happened to me, but Star Wars has really brought this out of me. And I think this brought out this in a lot of people. And so, again, 973-913-4627. Call. Tell us your story. Be a part of this with us. Thank you to everybody who sent in a piece for this episode tonight. Zach, Walt, Alice, Greg, Matt, Mark, Stevenson, Ken, and Vince. Thank you all for listening. And until we meet again, may the Force be with you.